All right, so we're here, first episode of On That Note. Um, I'm here with TJ Friga. That's how you say your last name. Yeah. Um, and he's a guitarist in a band called The Instructions and the songwriter for that band. Uh, he's also a guitarist in a, a band called uh, Playboy Man Baby. Um, today we're going to be talking about a lot of instruction stuff. They're kind of like uh, a really cool um, garage, garage mathy band. Um, and we're just going to be diving into some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, he's also a teacher at School of Rock with me, so that's how we know each other. Um, and I'm excited to be talking to him today about some music. All right, so the first song I want to start with was FKB, which is the one you just put out recently, yep. right? And um, so let's, I'm going to play a little section of that and then kind of talk about that main riff okay. and how, how you wrote it. I think I've got it tabbed out somewhat close to what it is, cool. but it's also really fast. So I'm interested to hear it. <laughs> So what I had was this, which is kind of like a tapping thing coming from like this E shape. Nice. And then, so what is, is that actually kind of what it is or are you not tapping? Um, it's not, uh, I don't think it's actually tapping. Um, uh, however, uh, I sing while I play this part, so we delegated that part to, that's what Justin plays. Okay. But I think he's he's pretty much playing with like a slapback echoey thing okay. on it, and he's doing a, a shape more like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he kind of does that rake over the top of it. So it's like that major third. I mean, I was just like in like I heard that and I was like it's tapping. I didn't even consider that it would be something else. That's cool though. Oh okay. yeah. So uh, yeah, this song is uh, it's not too overthought in any which way. Um, so that's his main riff, and then uh, he just brings it down to C sharp there and kind of mm -hmm. does the same thing. You can kind of hear that there. You Interesting. Know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll have to update the time. But that's really funny. Okay. So did you write that or did he write that? Um, well, we started with like the the bass part, which was just kind of that octave groove thing, mm -hmm. and then um, let's see. I think uh, I came up with just the the chords, and then Justin came up with the rhythm. Yeah, and so those other rhythms I'm playing on top of here are just like this sort of E major seven thing, okay. and then with a couple extensions that way. Yeah, and so my part is pretty simple while I sing. I just go one two. That's still in the verse, that C dominant seven. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool though. Okay, so then the so did so the bass riff came first. Mm-hmm. Then was it your guitar part and then his guitar part or his guitar part then yours? Uh probably his guitar part, because that kind of uh you know, that's the main texture. And I was just kind of trying to envelop it 
with um, something that sounded complimentary while mm-hmm. I sang. You know, I think I tried playing the same rhythm as him initially, but uh, it was one of those deals where if we were all playing that rhythm, it came out too busy. And so, um, and you know, just for the necessity of singing, once I started playing uh, something whole notes uh, that were complimentary in that way, it it, uh, it all turned out pretty well. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So um, let me listen to it again, and knowing like how it actually is, and then hearing your guitar riff a little bit more. Yeah. Then the drums, right? Are, so I don't know how much you know about how that was written, but um, what, like, because the, the backbeats push to that and of four, mm-hmm. was that like an intentional decision? Because you, so if the bass groove came first, did the drummer just start jamming with the bassist on that part? Yeah, I think so. Um, right. And uh, it's funny, we were talking about Deer Hoof a moment ago, because mm-hmm. your quilter amp, I think um, this groove is generally kind of like, I wouldn't say like, Totally lifted from a deer hoof song, but the groove the the groove is pretty similar um, to a song called "Perfect Me" by Deer Hoof, okay. where uh, that same backbeat sort of thing is on a wood block. <laughs> it's, God. it's pretty wacky. Yeah, interesting. So um, yeah, that's that's one point of uh, listening we came up to, but also. Um, Chad, our drummer in general, doesn't like to play things too straight, mm-hmm. so even if the bass part did start that way, I think he probably was the one to manipulate it a little bit okay. with that tag on it each time. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one thing that definitely stuck out to me too, was just like that, that pushed backbeat, because that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. And it and, fits uh, perfectly with the, the guitar, well, the guitar riff. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, the the guitar riff was initially just da ba da 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 ba da da ba da ba, and then the more we played on it and developed that accent on the back half, it it became da ba da ba da ba da da ba da ba da, and sort of to fit to what Chad was doing on the on the drums. So it's kind of like the it evolved to to fit you know the idea Chad brought to it after you know it started on mm-hmm. uh, the bass. Um, that's probably the best way I could describe. How that's cool. There so it started. It started more straight, and then Chad, the, the drummer, just kind of pushed it. Yeah. To that more. And that's that's kind of the cool thing team. about uh, writing with him in general. Um, I think sometimes uh, some of the ideas Justin and I will start out with uh, are kind of straightforward, and then Chad helps us manipulate them a little bit rhythmically into something more interesting. Mm-hmm. So that way, uh, you know, we can start with. Um, kind of the harmonic stuff that we think sounds good and then also kind of add that rhythmic layer to it so it's got it you know uh has two elements to it Mm -hmm. um but yeah he brings uh chad probably you know brought that to it after the main idea was established got it that's really interesting because that's i've I've never written like that so that's kind of cool uh now is that just because i'm always curious about the band dynamics like is that like kind of his job like have you guys talked about that being like something that he does consciously or is it just kind of something he just does naturally or have you been like yo chad like we need to get Um, this more rhythmically interesting a little bit of both sometimes um it just happens organically other times we'll bring him an idea that uh i say well i i like this part of it and i think this sounds cool but it's it's pretty square rhythmically. Like, can mm-hmm. you you know put some English on this or something? Cool. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, yeah, he can usually think of something to do with it. <laughs> so yeah, for FKB, um, the lyrics on that song, 
Uh, we kind of thought it had this like wacky quality to it, and so we wanted to write some purposefully wacky lyrics. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the first idea to roll with was uh, all alliterations. Mm -hmm. You know, I so you can, yeah, you can hear a lot of portraits that. of parents all pissing their pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, at the time, for whatever reason, uh, Justin. Uh, was listening to the Shaq rap album mm -hmm. where uh, he disses Kobe on it, okay. and, and that's where the like my ass Kobe thing came from. <laughs> ah, uh, so it was just kind of like little weird bits okay. of things we were doing at the time. Um, well, one of the second verse alliterations is like a, a Simpsons thing. Uh, and so there's the shack thing in the first verse, mm -hmm. and uh, I think Chad came up with uh, hang gliders, missiles, and necklaces or something. But you know, so they were all just kind of like nonsense phrases yeah. that we thought fit together in a fun aesthetic way. Yes, um, I would say that they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I think Justin decided to be FKB out of uh, you know the the shack diss in okay. the track, you know. Got it. Yeah, which Interesting. it's kind of a silly thing, and yeah. I wasn't uh, I wasn't totally on board initially, okay. but it's ambiguous enough to where I figured uh, unless you're really listening and honing in, mm -hmm. that you're not gonna notice it, and yes. you know, most most people probably don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't think uh, that would be from where that was from. Oh yeah, it's um, again everything in the song cool. is like intentionally silly and yeah. esoteric in that way. Okay. I definitely noticed the alliteration because then there's also that line about um, prickly pears. Yeah. What was it? Um, let's see. Uh, picking picking up petrified prickly, prickly pears. pears. Yeah. Yeah. So I know so that alliteration was like, did you guys before you had written any lines where you're like, we want to make it alliterative? Yeah. Okay. Um, again, uh, I think, you know, we sat down to write some lyrics for that song. And uh, a lot of our songs are, you know, can be like personal or serious, but mm -hmm. that one just had such like a wacky quality to it. We didn't want to take it too seriously and wanted it to be kind of a fun song. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And so you guys write lyrics in groups usually? Yeah, that's right. um, a thing we've been trying to do for like the past year or so. Mm -hmm. um, or it used to sort of be uh, that one of us would write lyrics and then bring them to the group and kind of, you know, you'd hear them mm -hmm. in practice, but we wouldn't really talk about what they were. And then, um, you know, I think being like a music teacher or a guitarist, you know, I realized uh, there's always that, um, I know it's cliche, but you've probably heard like a music person or a words person, mm -hmm. you know? And I realized that that's really true for some people. A lot of people just hear the words first right mm -hmm. away. And so I guess um, either through becoming more self-conscious or more just generally concerned about it, I started uh, kind of having the band edit my lyrics and mm -hmm. then I'd explain to everyone like, okay, so this is what this part is about. Is that cohesive? Does that come through? Does that like sound cheesy or does that make sense? And since then, uh, I think I, you know, tried to be more open to everybody else's suggestions. Mm -hmm. You know, if anybody had a line they wanted to offer in, or, you know, a direction they wanted to help shift the song. It became more of a, a democratic process of lyric writing. Got it. Yeah, see, that, that's cool. Um, and are you, do you, so you mentioned 
words person versus music person, are you someone who hears like the lyrics first prominently when they first hear a song or the music? No, definitely a music person. So I've been trying to train myself to become a words person Mm -hmm. because I know that's how so many other people listen to music. I want to be able to hear it both ways. And especially, um, I noticed that being a music over words person was kind of uh, hindering my ability to listen to hip hop. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, I uh, I'd you know immediately judge something on a beat, and words would kind of fly by too fast for me to, you know, sit and think about what the song was about. So, um, you know, a lot of the times I'd hear like uh, the rhythmic quality that you know uh, a person's rapping with, but not always the words they were actually rapping with. And so, like, learning to hear the words has been you know something I've done to to kind of do that. And I think it's helped, you know, made me a, a better lyricist for as long as I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but I've definitely been a music person and I'm trying to balance the two. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's cool that you're like conscious of it and, and looking to get help from bandmates to like support that. Yeah. yeah. But that would definitely make a difference. Okay. So then from your most recent song mm-hmm. to a song that's super old, um, I wanted to talk about how, do, how, do you, how are you saying that, by the way? That's a uh, oublier. Oublier. It's French, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's French for, uh, it's a verb for to forget. I wonder how long I waited for you. Have you gotten old or have I not grew? Was that, cause it, because this was written, you know, six-ish years ago, um, was that something where you were just writing the lyrics and weren't getting that feedback from your, your bandmates or? Yeah, that was, okay. I think kind of before this process. Uh, so that was pretty much just me lyrically. Got it. Cool. And so what have you, so a, I mean, that's an old song. Have you, are you guys still playing that live at all or no? Uh, we joked about it recently, but, uh-huh. uh, we haven't played that in a long time ago. Um, I think we're kind of trying to include a couple old songs now mm-hmm. when we play out, um, just because, uh, you know, a lot of them, uh, we, we don't want to cling too much to the past, but a lot of them are mm-hmm. still fun and playable, yeah. you know? Um, so we, we've discussed it, but we haven't played it in probably, uh, you know, two or three years. Got it. Interesting. Okay, so for, what do you hear, like, just listening to that, how have you changed since then? And if you want to talk about the lyrics of it and, like, how, you, how has that process changed, like, from... I mean, you talked about how the process changed, but how does that change the result, essentially? Yeah. Well, I yeah, the song definitely started with a... Okay, so it started with the guitar. Yeah, because that, you can you can hear uh, the lyrics kind of go along with that riff, you know? Um, yeah. And then uh, that, uh, that extra beat in mm-hmm. the verse uh, came from kind of having, like, a beat to turn around on lyrically and melodically, you okay. know? Um, so it started with that riff, uh, and then the changes behind it, and then, um, the lyrics to it, yeah, were, uh, all me at the time, and, uh, I think it was, you know, I kind of mentioned that, uh, when we were a little younger, it was kind of like, we were afraid to show each other our lyrics all the mm-hmm. time, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then you just hear them once they get recorded and think like, oh, that's what you were writing about. Yeah. And so that was sort of what I did with this song. Um, but uh, the lyrics um, didn't turn out, uh, they're, you know, I guess a little, um, they're like naked, but not bad, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, 
this song in general was, um, let's see, how would I uh, summarize it? Um, it's about, uh, you know, I guess it's a cliche, but it's about uh, an ex-girlfriend, you mm -hmm. know, who um, had uh, a lot of the lyrics are kind of like literal, like uh, moved out of the state and like it was weird to see when we'd hang out again, even though we were still friends and like mm -hmm. to feel yourself like uh, changing, you know, after you had such a memory of who you were with someone, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a progress mirror, like to mm -hmm. see someone and think like, oh, uh, yeah, it's weird yeah. to think of who I was when we were together, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, time going by and stuff like that. Cool. And uh, I guess there's also um, like some Arizona related things in there, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I usually try a couple times or, you know, once every couple songs, I mean, to uh, include I really like songs that have uh, something like geographical or specific that you can mm -hmm. kind of like pinpoint here, you know? Um, and so like talking about like the smell of creosote in this song is like a very Arizona thing that I thought contrasted well with somebody, uh, you know, coming in and out of the state. Hmm. So, uh, you know, little details like that yeah. um, are what went into this one. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And so, you, the guitar, I'm surprised the guitar riff started it because to me that felt like a song that was written by a drummer. Oh yeah. Like it felt like a drum group first because how are you counting it exactly? Because I was counting it like... I wonder how long I waited for you. A bar of seven and a bar of six. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, because it initially started, let's see, uh, and so that extra, like I said, uh, yeah, that turnaround mm -hmm. beat was pretty specific to the melody to get to the next part of the melody Got before it. it turned around. So, um, yeah, I know that's not one where we were even trying to get, uh, you know, in a weird time signature, it just ended up that way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because when I, when I first heard that, I was like, just listening to the drum riff, I was like, that's probably a drummer first song, <laughs> because it, it feels so, like, it would seem strange to write a melody that's in that kind of signature, but that's cool that you were able to do that and, and feel it that way. Yeah, and I think when you isolate the, the melody like that, it doesn't sound like there's mm -hmm. purposefully an extra beat on it. It just kind of, uh, you know, that last note. <laughs> Uh, sort yeah. of just like pivots it into the next part mm -hmm. of the melody, you know? So, um, really I guess like you could think about it as like six, one, and six because that beat's so isolated okay. to me, you know? But I always just counted seven and six cool. uh, when we really had to think about it. Yeah, and then, so the other thing I noticed in that song was the bass riff. So the bass riff on that song ends up becoming like the driver of the harmony basically mm -hmm. because um, the guitar riff is static, yeah, and it's not moving. And it starts off, even though the guitar riff kind of, if I was just looking at it alone, I would think of it more as like an F sharp minor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But because the bass starts on that D, it feels like a more like a D major kind of thing. Yeah. And then it goes over to this this riff, which again I would think of an A or maybe D, but you end up playing a B over it. Which is pretty dope um, because it just feels different than what you would expect. Uh, so was that like, did that is that just what the bass player wrote, or was that like a decision of like we want the harmony to move in this specific way? 
Um, I think, uh, let's see, we, we kind of had the idea initially that um, the, the guitar riff was going to be static and mm -hmm. have things moving behind it. Um, but uh, we wrote the, the changes to it right after the riff. Um, and so it wasn't so much that um, I was trying to think like what chords do these changes fit over. I was just kind of experimenting with what did sound good behind it in a kind of trial and error way. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, I think once we kind of got the direction of it from D major, uh, it made sense to go to like the six and then uh, you know the five on a okay. and then um, Kind of just bring it between those three chords uh, So um, it wasn't the bass player at the time at the time we were kind of having like bass players in and out at points Justin would play bass um, and we had Chad our current bass player for a brief amount of time when we were playing this song but um, we just kind of called him in after stuff was written uh, so, um, but yeah, I think it was kind of conscious on Justin and my part to, um, make the chord progression work with the, the melody rather mm -hmm. than worrying about, like, what the melody dictated. So that's why we ended up doing, like, D, uh, B minor, A, B minor, and mm -hmm. going between those chords. And then eventually up to, I that think we to, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that was the other part I was going to talk about, because it sets up, like, this really interesting thing at the end of the verse before you go into that little break section. Leading into that, you wanted to just change the feel to more like a F sharp minor kind of vibe? Yeah, or um... I think, you know, the way the lyrics were going there, we needed some kind of turnaround to either yeah. start it over or go into another part of the song. And so, um, uh, for me, the the central key of this song is like D major. Got it. So, uh, for me, it was, we're trying to build tension back to one so we could wrap it up and try something else after that or, you know, flip it over and start it again. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's... Uh, you know, just kind of like working down uh, harmonically to to the one chord there. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's cool. And that that was like a really. I mean, it was. I must say, it was very effective. I would say. Thanks. Because even I like I first was listening to it on my computer speakers, and so I couldn't hear the bass much, but I could feel the change somehow. Oh, yeah. And so then I put on my headphones and was listening to it. And I was like, oh, so it's moving there, and it it just yeah, it worked really well. And then I loved the doubling of the. wanted to be in there twice because that was cool yeah I think that really stretches it out before uh, the verse flips over and it worked well with the lyrics too yeah cool very cool all right so that kind of gives us a good a good like most recent song really old song yeah so I'm, I'm glad we can kind of talk about that and how it's cool to see that you're no matter what I mean differences in collaboration um, and definitely the aesthetic whereas this this is like lyrically a little bit more serious and the other one's a little bit more uh, like nonsensical. Yeah. But uh, and we still kind of flip that back and forth. Like there's still new songs that are serious, mm -hmm. but there's some old goofy ones too. Yeah. But the the one thing that remained is you guys were very very intentional about how you guys were writing those things. And yeah. It was very clear. Yeah. I don't think uh, 
um, we ever necessarily had a song that turned out goofy just because we were, mm-hmm. you know, leaving it to be that way. Uh, usually each song has an idea behind it, even if it does feel like nonsense, like mm-hmm. and the idea was nonsense <laughs> in that case, you know? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, because I know a lot of people who don't necessarily write that uh, detailed or like that intentional, I guess would be the word. Um, so the other one I wanted to talk about, another song was Sven, Those Aren't Your Arms. Oh yeah. Which again, kind of a great title. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh, what I really like, so I mean, we got this nuts riff in it, the like the triplet pull off thing, which we'll listen to really quick here. So you got that like crazy. Ah, the turnaround on it is nuts because it goes from the like, and then it restarts. So oh, you yeah. get that that double in a row. Uh, but yeah, so you got that crazy triplet thing, um, and then by contrast, you got the other part, which is the. Yep. <laughs> uh, which I just, I loved the the distinction between the two parts because it's one so busy and so triplet and the other one's just kind of like this swung really simple thing. Yeah. Thanks. So how did that, how did those riffs come about? Um, so uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, this is uh, like swapped with um, what you were thinking on FKB because this one we do tap out for the oh. first part. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so well, well, how does that part go? Um, so it's like... Uh... Man, that's really cool. Thanks. Okay, and like ten times easier than the way I was trying to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of the fun thing about it. Um, even though it's all tapped out, it's relatively easy, and yeah. I can still sing while playing it. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, so you're playing and singing that part? Yep. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the other part is the dope. Okay. And then when you switch it, you just move everything up a string set. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a just you know one four. Yeah, that one's more repetitive. Yeah, exactly. And so on. That's um, cool. Yeah, but each of the parts in the song kind of are just based around like a chord I tapped out, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So was that was your tapping riff like the first thing that came about in that song? Yeah. Okay. We, we started with that, and. Um, kind of tried to build the chords off of, you know, just the original uh, first chord idea. And then those parts came up, um, I think, in the studio, where we were trying to just kind of make that, like, feel not necessarily like a lead part, but kind of like an underlying, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, bass for everything else going on. And then, um, so the other parts are really more, uh, I think of the tapping part as, like, the rhythm part, and what you just played as, like, the lead part. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that, and because it does, and I mean, part of that is to the way it's mixed. Mm-hmm. Is it's mixed in a way that makes it, it feels, it just feels like an A chord, even though yeah, there's exactly. so much more going on. 
Um, at least that was how I was tracking the harmony. Yeah, that's that's the intention. It was right. just you know supposed to feel like a set of easy changes, not necessarily this intense tapping thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the rhythm's like kind of easy going too. It's not like we're furious uh, on yeah. the fretboard over it. <laughs> cool. That switch from A to D, um, and then the harmonies on the vocals. Uh, so let me play that switch to A to D. harmonies those both feel kind of like more old-school rock and rolly kind of oh, things yeah. <laughs> uh, just because it's one four and then some sort of I mean is that kind of I was hearing like a dominant chord being outlined there I didn't have time to like sit down and figure out all the notes but that was kind of the vibe I was picking up yeah um... Definitely, uh, in the vocal harmony, I think we were trying to like almost give it like a country twang yeah. feel. Yeah. And so I think uh, there's like, uh, it's like a major six chord or okay. something like that. Because okay. uh, I didn't know much about country harmony at all, and uh, we we vaguely discovered like the six is what makes <laughs> everything sound you know country. like country. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and then the the one to four thing in uh, in Sven is. Uh, you know, that song is, um, I guess, supposed to be kind of just like intentionally like a simple pop song okay. with just, you know, some kind of fun technical things in it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, uh, we're trying to learn how to describe our band, you know, mm-hmm. that question, what kind of band are you? Of course. And we never have a good answer for that. But, um, you know, on this note, uh, the best answer I can always give is uh, we're like pretty much like a pop band that does technical stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't think, uh, like, we're not necessarily writing, like, mind-bending songs or anything. Mm-hmm. The, the changes are pretty straightforward and within the rock and roll canon. Yes. But uh, we just kind of try to do some things that make that, you know, uh, that idea a little more interesting, whether they be, like, a weird feel or, you know, um, uh, something tapped out or, you know, uh, something nonsensical with the lyrics, any of those things, I feel like kind of uh, vary it enough for us to be interested in, in doing it. No, absolutely. And that's, that. I did, I mean, that's cool that that was a vibe you were going for because I did pick up on that. Cool. Where you're right. taking these kind of, these, these really traditional kind of rock and roll changes or harmonies and putting them in this context of like some more mathy guitar parts or just yeah. some like really out there songwriting stuff. So... It's de- it was definitely kind of achieved in a certain way. Thank you. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, if you just look at all the changes in Sven, it's like basically like doo-wop or something. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, uh, that and that that comes through in a lot of other songs. You know, we just kind of try to take chord progressions that are classically good mm-hmm. and try to put some qualities on them that make them more interesting than just playing them as. Uh, common chords, things like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that shows through to where somebody can recognize it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so the last question I kind of want to ask, and this is this is mostly just because I always try and get everybody's opinion on this, yeah. is, oh, we're not working again. <laughs> God. I was so I was so excited because I, I got this thing. I bought it at Staples. And I was like, I'm going to look so legit. <laughs> with my clicker. Um, 
but I guess I can just ask you because I'm just gonna be putting up on the video anyway. That's later. okay. Um, but like how and when do you kind of use theory um, when you're writing? Because that's a question my students ask all the time. Is oh, like, yeah. like when should I use it or how should I use it? And obviously the answer is like whenever you want, but yeah. how do you do it specifically? Um, I try, I suppose, not to think about it while I'm writing initially. And then um, I kind of, uh, you know, once I've got an idea that's like interesting just uh, because it's inherently interesting, you know, it sounds good without thinking about it, uh, then I kind of try to let theory be like the bumpers for getting everything into place. Okay. You know, if you, um, sometimes I've written melodies where like it's interesting but there's like an ugly note or you can't feel where it's leading to or um, like for example we were talking about uh, Oublier where it starts out with just the riff mm -hmm. which you know if you look at it like you're saying it looks kind of like F sharp like mm -hmm. you're writing in the pentatonic scale or something um, but um, so I was trying to figure out what notes that like uh, or which chords those notes didn't offend and I found out I could kind of like center it around D and from okay. there I used my key of D to think okay what other chords or possibilities in this song um, and then that kind of you know I like to think about um, you know when I teach like uh, how to operate in a key especially I like to think of that as like knowing your options mm -hmm. like which chords are available and what can you do with those chords so um, like that, that would be probably one of the best examples I could demonstrate right now. Just, you know, thinking around D, like what, what key or what chords are safe within this key that will be compatible with this melody I've got. And so kind of like uh, trying out different chords, making sure they agree with the notes in the melody. Um, or for things like Sven, where it's a big tapping part, looking at the scale and the chords you're trying to imply and making sure all the notes you're playing uh, convey that chord and, you know, don't get to where they just sound like a scale up mm -hmm. and down. Which maybe that song gets a little bit close on that threshold of just sounding like I'm picking notes out of the scale. But, um, you know, luckily, like you mentioned, you can hear an A come across. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not, like, too much there. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the more I try to do things like tapping now, I'll, I'll try to think, like, what chord am I trying to play? How can I, um, how can I separate the notes uh, individually and then string them together in an interesting way? So, um, yeah, harmony and knowing my keys have been really helpful as far as songwriting because there's always that point where you're thinking, um, what comes next? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the things where, you know, intuition plus music theory is really helpful. If you can kind of imagine what the next chord is and then make sure it works out, that's, uh, that's kind of the hardest thing in songwriting seemingly mm -hmm. to like add that next block on top. Um, and then um, I try to, you were mentioning some of it sounded like it was written by a drummer. I really try to mm -hmm. hang with the drums as much as okay. I can. And we were recently talking about, you know, learning to play drums. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really helpful for me, uh, being able to think more like a drummer, um, especially when I'm playing rhythm guitar, uh, you know, playing on the downbeat of things instead mm -hmm. of playing all through it. Mm -hmm. um, that has helped me shape my rhythmic ideas a lot. Um, or, you know, where I want accents to be, things like that, if I can think about what the drums would be first. So, um, 
think, uh, you know, it's, it starts with intuition. You know, if you feel like you've got a good song idea, mm-hmm. then that's the most important part, but you use everything else to say what comes next. Um, how can I take this inherently good idea and then put like a personal twist on it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of these songs would be pretty simple without some of the, uh, you know, weirder things that we apply to them. So, um, and, uh, I think that's what kind of makes us sound like us, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, really detailing songs is what, uh, I use it most for. That's cool. Um, yeah. Those are very, very in-depth and I'm, ex- I'm very excited I'm filming this so I can go back and <laughs> listen to everything again and like yeah. really, really kind of I hope I haven't it. been, uh, too, um, you know, rambling. No, no, absolutely. I don't, I don't think so. I think you were very, like, yeah, no, I don't think at all. Well, thanks. Um, any other things you wanted to say? Any shows you got coming up? Um, instructions, playing Rebel Lounge on Christmas. Okay. Uh, yeah, Christmas night, which um, uh, I think we're going to play with Tripod, which is the new band with um, uh, Jacob and Jordan from Twin Ponies, who are really killer okay. players. And also uh, Josh from Dent, who nice. is another awesome musician. Those are those are guys I really appreciate here in Phoenix. So hopefully we can get them on the next episode. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool. Uh, and this will be out before then, so I'll definitely plug that. Cool. But awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. Okay. Cool.